I got caught up in a bit of road madness and I got stabbed in it. I got stabbed with a screwdriver in my eye, like just above my tear duct, and it went 13 centimeters into my brain. And um, that caused me to have a stroke. And I was in a coma for eight days, woke up out of the coma and didn't really have no speech, didn't have no speech, didn't have no um, use of my limbs or anything, you know what I'm trying to say? So I was conscious only with my eyes open, it was a struggle to move my head and you know, just stuff like that. The next 10, 11 months was me trying to get back on my feet. So yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a hard time for me, but you know, them times you find out who you are as well. You know what I'm trying to say, you got a lot of time to be on your own. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. For those listening, um, for the guests listening, for the listeners and the viewers, I want to begin by just introducing you to the, today's guest. His name is Timmy Tayo. And I just want you to take this time to just sit down and listen to his story because I've known him for a few years, but we, we lost contact for quite some time and recently regained contact in the last two, three years. And in that time, I've just been seeing him display such a great presence as a father because unfortunately in our generation, we tend to have people that don't take that responsibility to even be there for their kids. And I just love what he's been able to do as a father. I've seen his posts, I've seen his, his, the way he's interacted with his child. And I just had to have him on the podcast because I know there's so much more story in that. And I, I believe that it will be an encouragement and inspiration to people that are coming on the podcast, um, that will be listening to the podcast. I always ask all the guests this question, what does fatherhood mean to you? Like the term, the word fatherhood. If you had to take some time to answer that, if someone came to you and said, what do you think fatherhood means? What would you say about that? Fatherhood, to, it, to me, it means being there for your son, no matter what the circumstance. It just, or your son, daughter, or whatever, is fatherhood decided sacred to a lot of people. I've seen you, I've seen what you posted, we've had conversations, brief conversations, but I know that you're not just physically there, you're also emotionally there, literally caring for your child. And so I want to know, because so many people can say, well, when I was growing up, I never had this, so that's why I can't be present as a father. And some people can say I was present, I had a father that was present, but I can't be. So my question to you, let's take it all the way back. Tell me, Tayo, back in, what, let's say, at the age of 11, in your teenage years, in your young years, how was your relationship with your father growing up? It was, it was good. It was good. Like, my dad that you know at church ain't my biological father. 
You know what I'm saying? My biological father lodged when I was um when I was a baby. Before I was yeah, yeah, before I was one in it. So by the time by the age of that seven or eight, before my next little brother came, I found out somehow, I was a smart kid, I found out that my dad that you know ain't my biological father in it. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, but he's always been—he's always been that father figure to me and treated me as one of his own. And you got what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So he is to me my budget biological father, but he's not actually blood. So that's interesting. You said something very interesting that you found out as a kid. Well, how did you? Because I know obviously eventually you just kind of put that aside. But how did that? How did you respond to that when you found out? What was that like? I was sad, but you know, as as a kid, you, you, like even as an adult, you process information now. You process it in it. Like you, you said, but life goes on. So from the time, because you said it's good that your dad right now, that's been present, who actually deserves the title of father. Um, what you said the relationship was good what was what was it like if you could describe it in terms of was he physically there emotionally there what kind of lessons did you learn from him all the all uh, i wouldn't he was physically there in the sense of he was always present but i don't maybe not emotionally i don't think i had that connection that father-son connection i think our relationship was lacking in that father certain connection, but he never did anything to make me feel that out of way. You know what I'm saying? He ne- he he, mom, he would always leave my mum to discipline me. He never beat me. You get what I'm trying to say? Right. So uh, that I, I couldn't that not like him because of anything like that. Or you get what I'm trying to say? Just yeah. It this is this is interesting because it now leads up to something that I, w- I kind of want to discuss. You said that he was there physically, well, maybe not so much emotional or from your understanding. I kind of want to ask more on that because obviously the teenage years, I believe teenage years of a man, for example, if your father's not there, there's so many things that can go wrong emotionally, I mean. So I kind of wanted to go back to the fact that your father was present, which is what most people don't have. Most people don't even know who their fathers are or don't even have their fathers in their life. So for that, I, I, I applaud your dad for even being there because that's that's important to have that father figure in your house growing up. Now, I wanted to kind of take it back to your teenage years. Talk to us about the teenage years. What was that like growing up as a young man? Because I know the area that you lived in, the area we both lived in, I, I lived in a very rough area as well. But what was that like growing up for you? What was Temi Tayo as a teenager? Yeah, anybody that knew me back then would know I was heavily involved in roads. Yeah. <laughs> explain involved. to explain to our international audience what road means. Roads, um oh criminality of some sort without I would say roaders, but in my in my sense, I'm talking about carrying uh carrying food with me, carrying Drugs would be where I went in most yeah. places. 
carrying a, a knife with me where I went most places, you know. Mm. Just, you know, I just say for protection as well as, you know, if I see the opposite opposition, might get them down, you know. You just get brainwashed at a young age, you do silly things. But yeah, that was wrong, didn't it? Yeah. I think it's, it's very interesting to say that because so many people don't make it past that. So many people don't make it through that to even survive to become adults. Yeah, and I almost didn't make it past that. I got remember I got stabbed at nineteen. Talk to us about that for people just listening now. Yeah, I got I got stabbed in the eye with a screwdriver. Went thirteen centimeters into my brain. I didn't know it was a screwdriver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the thing about it is, what I actually wanted to focus, not on how it happened, but in terms of how it changed, because I just want you to repeat the story. I think this was the one that caused, um, caused you to go into a coma, right? Yeah. So through that time, I'm, I'm really interested to know, because I know a lot of young, I know some of the young boys that listen to this are even below 21. And I believe that you making it out of that time and becoming the father that you are can be an inspiration to them. So tell me how that changed your view of life because just running through again, you had that incident that happened, you went into a coma for about eight days, right? Yeah. And then how long did it take for you to start walking and things like that? About a year. A whole year? Yeah, because it was like, a, it, it, it's mad because it's a brain injury, isn't it? So. Yeah. Brain injuries are a lot more complex than any other sort of injury to the part of your body or because so much is unknown about the brain as well still. So it's like my 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 speech was impaired for so long. Okay. My 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 right hand side of my body is still impaired. It's a lot slower than my left hand side of the body. You know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. just it's a long, it's a, it's a long-lasting thing, isn't it? So okay. I'm still not back to 100% now, but you know what I'm trying to say is you're doing better than most people that are. Long, long recovery, yeah. Then it happened when I was so young and I was so fit at the time, mm. and might be a different outcome. Because I, I, I remember when, to be honest, I don't remember when you were ever shorter than me, but. <laughs> I, I don't. I always. I, my memory of you has always been taller than me, and I know you got into basketball and things like that. I think you even talked about you played. You used to play under seventeens, right? Yeah, I played under eighteens for England, um, London Towers. Hmm. Yeah. So you got that athletic part of you, and for me, I'll, I'll let's let's dig into a bit more the lessons learned because I believe that I was I was saying I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. I was saying that. A lot of people just, when they say, I'm a man or this is a man, I always say being a man is not just about your gender. I think it comes from a place where you, it switches on for you mentally and you become mature, take responsibility and take action and own things that you do and own things like your own life. For me, I'm really interested in the, the mind shift after all of that happened. Was there a transformation or what? how did your thinking change after all of that? That took a while still. My thinking only changed once I left hospital 
and I got into the real world and I saw that that there's a lot more to life in it. There's because I, I didn't know what my recovery was gonna be like, and then after I kind of uh, knew, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't gonna get much better or anything. Yeah. Yeah, got over there for you. Well, that's this is what because I know there's so many people that are listening right now and they've been involved in something or something like that. What would be your message to those people listening? So, those guys or those people that may know people that are, as you call it, on road or things like that? My message would be I don't know, way up, way up that. The pros and cons in it that the pros and cons would be the pro would be you would get a quick a quick bag or two a quick couple bags a quick nine bar or a box or something or some quick fix or you gotta try to say a quick bit of money but that the cons could be you you're away from your family for years or you're left with a long-lasting disability like me or it's just it's not really worth it you know what i'm trying to say yeah like when at the, at the time you didn't think of the pros and cons at, at 18 17 and that how old is your child now your son how old four so what's the last four years been like because i know every father once they, the first time they find out they're going to become a father, it's like a shock and reality where you're like, okay, I need to get ready. What was that like for you? Yeah, I, I was happy I was getting a son. <laughs> I was happy it wasn't much of a shock. And yeah, the last four years have been splendid. What have been the challenges as a father? Has there been any challenges in terms of maybe the way you think about life or the way you re- relate with your son what have you kind of learned in the last four years as a father i've learned patience hmm. yeah patience is, uh, um, obviously this might sound a bit silly and you might think i should have learned this earlier but i've learned a bit more to take a breath or two before acting or before speaking yeah you know what I'm trying to say think Absolutely about it understand. because in a way you think oh you're meant to know that from secondary school I got in trouble with a lot for secondary school for impulsive behaviour and stuff like that you know what I'm trying to say hmm. they didn't have an ADHD and stuff like that but that with your with your seed <laughs> like you that. want you 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 wanna give them the best of the best in it, if I'm making sense in it. No, you're making so much sense. Yeah, if there there may because nobody's perfect in it. There may be a day where you're a bit snappy, like I don't know, you woke up, you, things are going wrong in the day. So not see for something. You're like, yeah, yeah, wait, man, you gotta try to you're talking like that, and. He, he waits, he's, 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 everything's cool, but you think to yourself, I shouldn't have spoke to him, man. I should have been. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? That, and yeah, man, it's just the innocence of children and the way 
they they are not so submissive, yeah, but just you get what I'm trying to say the the way they would they're open to le- learning, listening. Probably. Yeah, the way that they're, they're, they're open to being not not treated like the way you want to treat them, but the way they're open to just live the way you're living. If it's good, whether it be good or bad, before they know they whether it's yeah, yeah, and they follow you, and it's just you want you want your kids to grow up with all of the best memories. You don't want him to think of you as the, <laughs> you know, the snappy dad or mm. something. Yeah. That's that's really good. I think, for me, it's just good to see more people talking about it because I know there's often this idea of, unfortunately, in our background, in a lot of, it, a lot of times we find guys that have kids but just ignore the kids, just aren't involved. And I can't stress it enough. I have so much respect for you for hanging in there because in irrespective of all the challenges when a father decides to stay in the life of their child they're making a big investment that they can do with anything else and i'm not even just saying it because we're talking but i really salute you for doing that because i'm sure like you said the patience your patience must have been tested a lot of times and things that you could think about things in the past and just maybe the fact that you're having this responsibility but the fact that you're still there and taking that responsibility, being present, being involved in your child's life, I can't but say a great well done to you on that. I really respect that because hand on heart, it's tough. I'm, I'm not even a father, but I already know that I'm sure there are days that are tough. So for you to mm. still power through it, it's more than just what anyone can say. And this is why I, I really wanted to have you here because I believe in the midst of listening to this, there are so many guys, unfortunately, that still think they have to be toxic in their masculinity, like they they don't have to be involved in these things or even admit to areas of patience and things like that. And this is why I feel we need more people speaking about these things. Because we talked about that you've had that area, you've had that experience, life experience, where it was a very critical time. And I thank God that you made it through it all. And so many people, they make it through it all, but they end up going back. And they never quite learn, unfortunately. And, and they, unfortunately, some of them aren't here anymore. And this is why I really respect all that you've accomplished and all that you're going to keep on doing with your son. And I just wanted to kind of ask you, so what would be your advice to fathers right now? Young fathers in our age range. My advice would that you just need to listen and be there for your son and for the mother of your child obviously if she's if she's toxic you know she's toxic <laughs> but if she's even if she's toxic you're gonna have to part with it and find a way to work around it because she's got your child and you can't change that now you know what I'm trying to say? But if she's not toxic, you have to uh, listen to what they both bring to you because you're the head of the house, isn't it? And you have to give that, and you have to give it appropriate action and appropriate thought before action as well. Because you'll do something that because you're the head of the house and they come to you for advice, 
Mm. Give them advice, and if it goes wrong, they're coming back to you saying the advice you've given me is. I think you touched upon something interesting there because you're touching upon leadership. And I think, yeah. unfortunately, I think so many people don't realize that there's so much power as a father. And it just like leading a group of people um, back in the days when it was whether people that just want that authority or that responsibility to be respected and things like that. There is also that in in the role as a father. So for people that stick on, there's also so much responsibility. Like you said, you got to give them the right advice because if it doesn't go right, they'll come back to you. But it's a beautiful thing that people need to cherish. And this is why I can't stress it enough. We need more guys talking about what it feels like to be a father. Because I think some people even enter into it just thinking, nah, I just wanted my son to play for Arsenal. Hopefully not Arsenal, but Chelsea or something like that. And they just think about those fun times and they don't realise there's also responsibility and a lot of yeah. sometimes pressure to it, but it's worth it. Yeah, no, there's, there's times, especially when your son reaches, like once they go beyond the terrible twos, once they start reaching three or four, there's times where they actually actively try and get you angry and they're good at it. You got what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And just undermine your authority or just you got what I'm trying to say you're telling them to they're do something like that. No, yeah, and they're testing it. And yeah, and those times there are the times where you have to show the most restraint, isn't it? And you get me. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of carry on with that in terms of what um the skills you learn, the lessons you learn, holding yourself back for your child and doing those things. So for my thing would be then, now in your current state, what I know no one knows the future, but what would you aspire for your child as a father to your child in the next coming years? What are your wishes and goals for him? I just want my kid to be happy. Say that one more time. I just want him to be happy. If he's not yeah. doing nothing too outlandish. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I just want him to be happy. If he's happy, then I'll try to get him into a sport or something and keep his recreational time busy, innit? Right. Not just with academic stuff like after school club and stuff, fun things, you know? Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're putting, uh, they're, they're just, there's things out there to do, but I didn't think as. I think as first generation, first generation British, my, my, my parents as immigrants over to this yeah. country didn't grasp all of the things that they could get me to do with my time. So I was on, on road a lot and stuff like that. Not to say my kid's not going to have friends at school that he's going to want to go chill out on road with and stuff, but if he's got commitments, that he's been doing since he was in primary school and key stage one, key stage two. Yeah. That I think they're gonna weigh a bit more strongly on his minds to go and continue his commitments and you gotta try and say Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah, but just things like that. And I think that's what's important. I like I like the way you said you want your child to be happy. And even whilst you're saying you lit up, you you were smiling, you were smiling a lot. And it just goes to show that there's so much joy. There's something like, I'm not a father, so I can't say 
from my experience but from speaking and interviewing a lot of fathers like when they talk about their kids they lighten up it's a sense of joy because they genuinely want the best for them and i can yeah, tell when, you know, when i speak to him and he says hello i, I smile and uh, just sharing his voice or seeing him just brightens you up don't it listen it's it's a beautiful thing and god willing when the time's ready i can finally take that step as well but it's it's just great to know that in spite of everything you want the best for your child and like you said you just want him to be happy and it takes different forms but the fact that you're there to guide him as well that makes it more possible it's it's a higher likelihood that he will be happy because you're there and you've learned from your experience and you just want the best for him i can't i know i already said it but real <laughs> respect to you man Thank real you. respect to you because even in this time there's still distractions left right and center but for you to be a father that's doing well for your son that's commendable thank you that's commendable. and we need to we need to, i know you're not in london anymore but we need to set up something maybe i come over or you come over i haven't seen you in almost yeah, definitely, definitely is it eight years now or nine years it's, it's, yeah it's, 2012 it's, what almost yeah 2012 yeah nine years yeah well, you never know when next you see me. I might be just be taller than you. You know, you know. Yeah, nah, happen. that won't happen. You <laughs> said it won't happen. I found shoes that have high heels. Not for guys. Yeah. Uh, you mean stilts? <laughs> I'm gonna just color it up, and you won't even notice the difference. <laughs> no, no, but for real, thank you for coming on, and thanks for being real. Thanks for sharing all that you shared because I believe that there's someone out there. I would definitely benefit from this. And Thank you. They do. I know. I, I know they will. And if I, for people that may want to get in touch with you, are you okay with them getting in touch with you via what means? Are you via so Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, commonly known as Lanks, or one word. Okay. And if you're gonna say, right, yeah? yeah. No, I was just gonna say before you start asking me questions or getting in touch to say that you're from journey to fatherhood um, absolutely yeah, that clarification first yeah, make that clear and yeah fire away i'm happy to answer questions absolutely like just like he said guys it's gonna be it's um his instagram name is commonly known as langs i'll put that in the description comment section but please if you are getting in touch with him for any fatherly advice or any suggestions or want to learn more about his experience make sure you make reference to journey to fatherhood in your first message so that way he knows what you're coming for but with that with that being said i really appreciate your time Tony Taylor. it's been it's been great having just catching up with you yeah it's been great catching up with you too definitely and absolutely once i think everything should be okay so we'll talk offline we'll talk off and we'll set something up Definitely, Definitely come out, come bearing gifts that are four years old because I missed it out four years ago. But definitely, I'll come bearing gifts and we'll just chill and just have a good time, man. Uh, no problem, bro. Have a lovely day. Definitely. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, no problem. Bless.